Well, what did you expect? They're only human. We say this sort of thing all the time, don't we? We use the term human to kind of lower the bar. It's sort of a nice excuse that we have in our back pocket. To be only human means that everybody can just go ahead and lower their expectations. And I have to wonder, what lies behind that phrase, only human? It could just be an honest and merciful recognition that we are, in fact, very weak. In our present fallen state, it is simply the case that it is much easier to sin than it is to pursue virtue. In our Catholic vocabulary, we say that we still experience concupiscence, that tendency towards low and earthly things, the proclivity to do not the right thing, but the wrong thing, to be jealous, to flare up in wrath, to eat too much, to drink too much, to click that same link that takes you to that same website over and over and over. And in that sense, this phrase, we are only human, is absolutely true. We are prone to fall, and we can fully expect to face challenges and repeated failures whenever we try to do the right thing. It's just part of being human. There is a sort of war going on inside each one of us, isn't there? The battle between good and evil is being waged at the center of our hearts. But with that said, I wonder if something else is sometimes going on when we say that somebody is only human. Or when we say of ourselves, well, what do you expect? I mean, come on, I'm only human. I wonder if what we're really saying sometimes is, I can't be holy, and you can't expect me to be holy. This is just who I am. This is just the way that I am, and I can't help it. If that's what we mean when we say, well, we're only human, then I have to say with all clarity that that is a gigantic lie. And you know why I know that that is a lie? Well, because today the church is celebrating All Saints Day. And while all the saints include an untold number of angels, which are not human, there are also a huge number of human saints in heaven with God right this second. We catch a glimpse of this in our first reading this weekend, where St. John the Evangelist, in his apocalyptic vision, sees, quote, a great multitude, which no one could count, from every nation, race, people, and tongue. They stand before the throne and before the Lamb, wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. These people, John is told, are those who, quote, have survived the time of great distress. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. 
They are human saints. And this is really important. To be only human means to have built into your being the capacity to receive sanctifying grace from God. To be only human means, in fact, that you can become truly holy. The saints in heaven are not less human than us. They're somehow more human. They have divine grace pulsating in them, and they are more themselves than we are ourselves. This is a grace that is available to each and every last one of us. And here I think we come to the central point that I would like to make this evening. It is always possible to be a saint. Always. While you still have air in your lungs, no matter what your circumstances might be, no matter what your family is like, no matter what the culture around you might be like, no matter how horrible all of your past mistakes might be, it is always possible to be a saint. The Catechism of the Catholic Church says it very clearly. All Christians in any state or walk of life are called to the fullness of Christian life and to the perfection of charity. All are called to holiness. So to lower the bar, to believe that lie that that holiness isn't possible for me is kind of a form of despair. It's a lack of hope in the power of God. I recently heard a story about Thomas Merton, a well-known spiritual writer and monk. Shortly after his conversion to Catholicism, he was talking with his Jewish friend about his brand new faith. And his friend asked him point blank, so what do you want to be now that you're a Catholic? And Merton responded, well, I don't know. I, I guess I just want to be a good Catholic. And his friend didn't think that was good enough. And so he replied, what you should say is that you want to be a saint. And Merton shot back, well, how do you expect me to become a saint? And then Thomas Merton's friend gave this amazing answer, quote, all that is necessary to be a saint is to want to be one. Don't you believe that, that God will make you what he created you to be if you will consent to let him do it? All you have to do is desire it. End quote. And this, my brothers and sisters, I think anyways, lies at the root of the issue. We don't become saints because, at least at some level, we really don't want to. Or perhaps we just cannot imagine that it's even possible for us. So what's the cure? How do we counteract this, this tendency to lower the bar, to lower our expectations? We need to ask God for the virtue of magnanimity. I'm surprised I was able to say that. Magnanimity. It is an often forgotten virtue. The word literally means greatness of soul 
or loftiness of spirit. This virtue is the very opposite of mediocrity. It is the magnanimous person who dares to say, I want to be a saint. It's the magnanimous person who refuses to lower the bar, but instead raises it to a seemingly impossible standard, not because they have any confidence in themselves, far from it, but because they have confidence in God. They are the ones who hear the words of Jesus, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect, and they take those words seriously. They refuse to make excuses for why they can't possibly be a saint. And yet they also, and this is important too, they also refuse to become discouraged by their own weaknesses and their own failures. Every single time that the magnanimous person falls, they go and humbly confess their sins and resume their walk with the Lord. And that is what I believe we need more of today. All the saints are truly magnanimous. Their souls are huge. They are expansive and wide open to the full reality of God and what he intended to do in their lives. One of the most magnanimous souls has to be St. Therese of Lisieux, the little flower, a cloistered nun who died at the age of only 24. St. Therese felt very confused at one point because she seemed to want all of the vocations at once. She wanted to be a priest. She wanted to be a missionary. She wanted to be a martyr. She wanted to be a religious sister. She wanted to be a mother. She wanted to be everything. And after much prayer, she finally arrived at what she perceived to be the solution. And here's what she has to say. At last, I was at rest. I saw that the church must have a heart, that this heart must be on fire with love. I cried, Jesus, my love, I have at last found my vocation. It is love. Yes, there in the heart of Mother Church, I will be love. So shall I be all things. So shall my dreams come true. St. Therese wanted to be love at the heart of the church. That is a huge desire, a massive desire. She had a huge, and continues to have, a huge soul, a soul big enough for God. Jesus is the model of all these magnanimous saints. If we want to have a soul that's big enough for God, big enough for heaven, then Jesus is the standard to which we must always strive. He is the one from whom all the grace comes in order to repent and actually live out that holiness. He himself says to us, apart from me, you can do nothing. Nothing. He doesn't say, apart from me, you can't really do that much. He says, you can do nothing. Sanctity is not just for monks, it's not just for nuns, it's not just for us priests. It's for everyone. Sanctity is for everyone. Whether you're married or single or divorced or remarried or attracted to the same sex, struggling with your gender, identity, 
anything, I do not care, the call remains the same. The standard is the same. Jesus. It's always possible to be a saint. The offer of God's grace is always there. And I'd like to end on this last note, so bear with me. Another thing that's causing us a lot of distress is obviously the election. And regardless of what happens this Tuesday and the days that follow, I just want to say right here and now that it will still be possible to be a saint. No political figure and and no structural system can ever force you to miss out on the goal of heaven. Your soul cannot be ruined by anything or anyone unless you give it that power. Holiness is always possible because our God is always with us. He wants you to be fully alive in him. He wants you to be fully human. I don't know about you, but I have sensed anyways kind of an anxious, heavy dread that is looming over all of our heads. It is a dread that would have us think that unless our guy wins on Tuesday, whoever that may be, then everything is ruined. Everything is lost. I'm reminded of that scene from The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, where a young boy turns to Aragorn just before the Battle of Helm's Deep, and he says, the men are saying that we will not live out the night. They say that it is hopeless. And Aragorn just takes the boy's sword, he inspects it, and he hands it back to him saying, this is a good sword. And then he looks him straight in the eye and says, there is always hope. So I say to you as well, there is always hope. Hope to be a saint. Don't ever lose that hope. A priest of the Archdiocese of Denver, who I really respect, said on a podcast that I listened to this week, we're not going to win America. And what I think he meant anyways was, America, as good and as beautiful as it is, is not our end game as Christians. That for us, politics is not God. This priest then went on to say that even more than wanting to win an election, we as Christians should want to attain the crown of righteousness. And that's what All Saints Day is all about. Attaining the crown of righteousness through the passion, the death, and the resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ. The church exists for no other reason than to help us get to heaven and worship God forever there in perfect peace and perfect happiness. That magnanimous, lofty desire should far outweigh any other consideration, any other hope, any other desire that we may have, as good as some of those are. Because in the end, the only thing that counts is to be a saint.